listeners, welcome to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180. We are back. It is beautiful, sunny weather in Seattle lately. And you have heard, if you picked up on last week's show, or if you didn't pick up on it, it was an amazing show. What do you think about last week's show, Steve? Well, just to hear uh, a, a woman CEO is bright as Sheila and is, you know, savvy a business person who is all about um, a business model that is doing good first and making money second, making more money than the guys that are making money first and doing good yeah. second was very refreshing. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur or somebody that has an entrepreneurial dream, you have to listen to that show, starting from the bottom to uh, to what's happened with IndieFlix and Sheila and what's gone on with their company. is an amazing story. The show went flying by fast because it was such a great story to hear all that she's gone through. And they can get that where? IndieFlix.com. No, that we're going to get the show. The we, show? You, you, oh, you our, their, their, our show? <laughs> Goodness gracious. You, you want to you get I'm, the show. I'm promoting guests more than I'm promoting ourselves. <laughs> well, that's, that that's, our, that's the purpose of this show. Yeah, that is. But, true. but we're promoting Sheila's show, and we want there people to listen to her business. ExcellentCultures.com. Slash podcast. Slash podcast. Just go to the website, you know, and... Excellentcultures.com. We have so many great shows. We have another great guest today. Steve's going to introduce he, in, a uh, this, the guest, Wait, in a minute. Don't introduce oh, him. Oh, come on. He, You're so quick to introduce this, the guest. This guy is going to be even yes. better than last week. Even better than last week. It is going to be a great show, and we're excited to introduce the guest. But before that, I want to remind you that you can send an email to us, join in conversation with us at any time at asktheexperts at excellentcultures.com. We want to have chats with you. We've also had a lot of people really excited about our monthly e newsletter. And uh, go ahead and pop on excellentcultures.com. You can see a list of those and uh, subscribe to those as well. People are people are really glad we're doing what we're doing, Steve, and are, are engaging the content, and we're excited about that. That's well, great. Well, we're glad that people are glad what we're doing, but we're more glad that we're glad that we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. And I think I think we learned a lot from our our guests last week about how you know business models are popping up every place where. Uh, the purpose of, and the mission of the business is to help the good guys win and to do it right. And they're becoming amazingly you know, successful from a financial and numbers perspective with that more altruistic-oriented kind of a mission. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And our guest today is, uh, is more of the same. But so, even so cooler. you mean I can introduce our? Can I introduce our guest? Yeah, now, please, please All right. introduce okay. our okay. guest now. Okay, so um, I've had the good fortune of knowing Sean Hoban and his brother Tom uh, for a while now, and you know I've been involved with coaching them and their leadership team, and know all the insides of their organization, and it's just as cool as it gets. I mean, these are uh, two brothers, Notre Dame grads that came out of school and started a. A real estate business that has just grown phenomenally yeah. and is doing some fabulous things in the marketplace and you know doing a tremendous amount of good not just for their customers by you know giving them a you know a business model that's more cost effective than anybody else out there but also more efficient more effective and then you know built an organization full of what almost 500 people now sean is that how many employees you guys have now that's right steve yeah very close to that yep all right so tell us sean tell us hold on real quick let's give one quick teaser to the listener all right you listen today again for another great entrepreneurial story a great company that's been built with a great culture and and great things happening and two you listen if you're a notre dame fan yeah if you're a notre dame (laughs) you you listen if you're a notre dame fan because, you know, Sean, aren't you part of the governance of that great institution these days? Well, I, yeah, I, I do play a couple of roles back there. I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate enough, obviously, to be an alum myself and my brother, too. Uh, I've got a, a daughter who uh, will be home here in a couple of days, uh, just wrapping up her freshman year back there. So she's in the thick of finals and all that. And then uh, also uh, am a, a board member for the National uh, Alumni Association, and, and Notre Dame's got a alumni uh association that's just unparalleled second to none uh, second to none yeah three three hundred some clubs around the globe that are not only you know uh waving the banner about notre dame and and that but really doing good quality uh you know constructive service in the communities in which all these uh uh, alumni uh, uh are living and and uh 
and working. And so, you know, proud to be a part of that that uh, school. It obviously gets branded a lot with the football program and all the success that, that it has and, and the limelight that it grabs. But uh, uh, more than anything, um, you know, it's a, it's a school that's built on sort of a platform of service. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about our business, but we think uh, Tom and I have, have kind of, you know, captured that same magic and tried to apply it in, into a you know, for-profit organization that uh, uh, that is about uh, bottom line, but uh, in a great way, it's about you know a double bottom line, not just uh, the dollars and, and the cents, but uh, uh, you know, but what we can do to help people improve their lives out there. Yeah, so we've got it now. It's alumni, dad, board member, <laughs> business leader, kind of in that order, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a pretty good way to say cheers, it. Cheers, cheers for old Notre Dame. Okay, so Sean, t- tell us about uh, Coast. Yeah, yeah, one for the Gipper. Tell us about Coast. Tell us about Coast, about when you and your brother started the firm, what your concept was, your idea, you know, how you built your team and your culture. Give us some background on Coast, you know, what you're doing today, yeah. how you're serving in the marketplace, anything you want to yeah, say. Yeah, perfect. So I, you know, I, you know, the beginning is always the best place to start. So, uh, you know, Tom and I are, are local guys here, grew up in the Seattle area, but uh, you know, had the good fortune of kind of getting a, you know, much broader perspective on things from our experience back there at Notre Dame, and you know, got out of school, and both of us had, you know, a couple of jobs before we uh, uh, decided to do this together. But um, you know, had had kind of an interest in real estate. We had kind of been around it a little bit. Our dad was in the business for a while, but you know, just kind of a one-man show for most of his career in real estate. And uh, we didn't come from any means, and we we knew that you know, if you wanted to get into real estate, it usually uh, needed a whole bucket full of cash to you know to go out and buy a piece of property, uh, unless you wanted to get into the property management business. So. Um, you know, with a literally with a pickup truck and a plunger, we say we 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 decided back in 1987 that we would jump into uh, property management and you know kind of bring a uh, what we felt was a different level of of uh, of you know ethics and and service and standards to to an industry that you know doesn't necessarily have the best reputation. So. You know, Tom's background was in banking, and, and, and my background had been in sales uh, for a very short time before we decided, started this thing. But, you know, we kind of took the, the fiduciary responsibility of property manager property management to, you know, a high le- higher level and said, um, uh, you know, we're going to do this, but we're going to do it with kind of uh, an expectation that, you know, if we're going to manage a property for somebody or we're going to manage their capital, we're going to do it as though it was our money and our capital. And how would we want somebody to care for, uh, care, care for our properties and, and care for our investments? Um, and, and, you know, I think we hit the market at the right time when um, there was opportunities uh, you know, we didn't blow the doors off it, uh, you know, on any astronomical growth pattern, but we've had a consistent, uh, you know, quality and, and uh, you know, standard growth rate uh, for 25 years now. So we're awful proud of that. It's, you know, the organization has obviously grown into something much larger than anything that just Tom and Sean have their fingers on. Uh, we've got some, um, uh, you know, close to 500 employees, as you said, in the organization now that are spread out all over the northwest region of the country here in Oregon, Idaho, and Washington. And there's uh, through two, 280, 300 different properties that we touch and feel every day in what we do, and 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 that represents, uh, you know, about eight, eight, nine thousand units of housing. And so these are families that wake up every day in these properties that that. Uh, that we care for. So we take a, you know, high level of, of responsibility. Um, we know that at the end of the day, this is about families and this is about, uh, uh, people that, that, you know, are working a job and, and, uh, providing a house over their head. And, and so we, um, uh, you know, we expect a lot out of ourselves because that at the end of the day, that those are the core necessities in life. And, and, uh, we feel a great responsibility to do that. You know, it's, it's been a, um, it's been a fun ride for us. Tom and I are, are uh, um, you know, I think we're, we're unique and we feel blessed in a great way in, in, in the sense that we have complementary skills and uh, have been able to, uh, you know, 
carry forward a business strategy as brothers, but also maintain a, a family relationship as brothers um, that, you know, has been uh, not, I wouldn't say that it's been harmed. In fact, I would say that it's, you know, it's, it's in, been enhanced by our ability to share the successes and the struggles of running a business together. And, and uh, uh, you know, the two of us um, have come closer together in that, uh, in that, uh, in that process. And, um, you know, we, we, we truly feel uh, like we've been blessed in that, uh, in that category. Well, and, you're, and you're, not, that, you're not kidding about that either, Sean. Um, as, as I mentioned earlier, I've, we've had the opportunity at Excellent Cultures to spend some time, you know, working with Sean and Tom on their culture. In, in our 36 years of helping businesses build high-performance cultures or taking their culture of performance to the next level, and typically it's, it's a good culture that wants to become a great culture because the guys that have problems and uh, have poor cultures, you know, don't see any value in culture, so they don't invest in it. But in so many family businesses and, you know, privately held firms that grow up as a family business, the biggest challenge is not in running the business, it's just in maintaining the family relationships in the business climate. And you guys are so unique in that you actually like each other and you get along and you work well together. Yeah. Is that, I mean, is that, there's, is there a secret sauce to that? Well, I, absolutely. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's hard for us to even, uh, you know, we, we, to step outside and look at it any differently. We, you know, we've been, we've been, we've grown up in that, uh, in that relationship and, and, but we hear these horror stories about other families, uh, you know, in business together and, and, you know, siblings that don't get along and generational issues and, and that, and, uh, um, you know, to a great extent, I think, um, you know, we've been able to avoid that. I, you know, part of that, I think, is the fact that, you know, we're able to separate family and we're able to separate work. And, and uh, you know, not only are we, uh, are we partners in business, but, uh, you know, we're neighbors in our homes. We live two doors apart from each other. Our kids go to the same school. We're on a lot of the same community boards together, obviously have the Notre Dame connection and lots of friendships and all that that go back. So, our lives are intertwined uh, all day, every day, uh, you know, since, since, since birth to a great extent. So um, I, I think, you know, if there's any uh, secret sauce to how we, we do, uh, you know, continue to, to, to cultivate that relationship, I think a lot of it has to do with being able to, you know, take the business hat off uh, when the days come to an end and, and put it back on in the morning. And when you're, you know, when you're with your family celebrating your kids' birthdays or, uh, you know, graduations and all those big monumental events in life, um, you know, you got to know that, that there's a time and a place to have those conversations about business, and there's a time and place to really be devoted to your family. And, and, uh, and I think that's not always the case in all families. I think the other thing that's important is, um, you know, we, we, we've always been able to look at our business as a business. Both of us know that we could go out and we could do other things independently on our own, but you know, one plus one is greater than two when you put the two of us together, and and so we know that um, you know there's an advantage to doing this together. But it wasn't like we ever felt like we had to be there, uh, you know, and it was the only thing that we could do. Uh, we knew that uh, we could do more, um, you know, get that exponential effect by having the two of us uh, as partners. Uh, and so we we always kept working on you know what is the best strategy, what what are the best uh, responsibilities within the organization for him to take and for me to take. And, you know, if, if you dive into the details of the business, he's more of the outside sales guy and I'm more of the inside operations guy. And we fortunately have the skill sets that align well with that. And so we've got pretty clear lines within the organization too. And I think that's important that you, you communicate the message to everyone uh, within the company about, you know, who is responsible for what, because I think, uh, you know what we hear in other organizations is you know even employees may maybe not family members but even employees can play one family member against the other and uh, we've been able to you know to define those responsibilities pretty clearly so that everybody kind of knows who's responsible for what and and we think that that we've been able to leverage off the best skills that we have here. Yeah, that's really good. We're going to be right back. We're going to a commercial break. Uh, you're listening to Biz Culture Matters on Play 1180 AM. We'll 
Remember Ross Perot, the Texas millionaire who ran for president in the early 90s? Did you realize that he's built multiple companies that sold for billions? Each of his companies held a strong values-based culture. We interviewed his CFO and COO. His insightful comments on the role of culture in business are posted on the Culture News blog at excellentcultures.com. Take a look. You'll gain wonderful insights to building your own excellent cultures on excellentcultures.com. You can also follow us at XLNT Cultures or Facebook slash Excellent Cultures. Off-the-cuff management is old school at the very least. With culture at the root of every business problem or success, data-driven strategic leadership is where today's best businesses are focused. No one knows that better than Excellent Cultures. After 35 years, they are the Northwest's premier strategic leadership firm. Excellent Cultures has the expertise to read the soul of your business and generate abundance. Take the free BizCulture MRI or ask the experts at excellentcultures.com. As an executive, CEO, or business owner, do you find yourself struggling with work-life balance and achieving your goals at work and home? Are you overwhelmed in your workload and feel important things aren't getting done? Our coaches specialize in helping leaders like you overcome challenges and build a plan to recenter their life, to achieve the balance and success you've always hoped for in your business and your personal life. Ask the experts at Excellent Cultures about the right plan for you. So, Sean question that's just been plaguing me ever since we went read the depth of what you shared with us on the front side of the show how does how does two guys that have green Notre Dame blood running in their veins end up with a child that's graduating from Stanford <laughs> we noticed well, you talked you, did, you didn't talk about the Stanford grad you talked about the Notre Dame <laughs> freshman yeah yeah, no, we're awful proud of all of our kids. We've got uh, my wife Kathy and I have four daughters. Uh, Tom and his wife Margaret have three, three kids, two boys and a girl. And and uh, um, I got started a little bit earlier than him, so I've got one who's a nurse at Children's Hospital, and then, as you mentioned, one who's uh, graduating in a couple weeks here from Stanford with a master's. And we just couldn't be more proud of her. So did she get uh, her undergrad at Notre Dame? No, she went to the University of Washington. Okay, so uh, a husky, a husky, yep. and uh, husky. a cardinal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've i paid tuition to uh, lots of locations around <laughs> the country, and I'm uh, I don't think I'm done yet. So, uh, you know, we we you know that Notre Dame blood runs pretty deep, uh, and uh, you know there is a real kind of family uh, legacy there. Uh, my 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 dad's a Notre Dame alum, and my father-in-law's a Notre Dame alum, so it goes on both sides of my family, but. Um, uh, but, you know, we always uh, felt it was important for our kids to kind of choose their own way in life, and certainly Notre Dame was an option for them, but uh, it was never anything that we, we uh, you know, we told them that they had to go there or that they, uh, uh, you know, or that uh, life wouldn't be great if they didn't go there. So we've always given them plenty of opportunity to look around. And uh, So I, I you resisted the urge to drug them on St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> I suppose I will say that you know, come Saturday mornings in the fall, the the football games on the TV and, they get and, heated. And, uh, don't we're they? not watching anything else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Sean, tell us tell us a little bit about you know your your vision for a culture of ethics, values, and employee engagement. I know you know because we worked with your firm internally. I know how much you value that. But I mean, our, our listeners need need to hear, you know, what you and your brother envision, because there's so much to be learned from, you know, the passion that you have for what you want to do in this this uh, culture of of taking care of your clients' money, you know, like you would your own, or even better. Tell us what's your vision for that. Yeah, I think. Um uh, you know, I I think the things when we talk about what's important in a culture, we we talk about words like like trust and, and, and loyalty and, and, and relationships and, and creativity and taking risks and, and those kinds of things. And so, uh, you know, our, our business is not a, a highly technical business. It's, you know, this is about, you know, leasing space, whether it be in, you know, in an apartment building or in an office tower or, or in an industrial building or, uh, you know, you, uh, t- take, you know, take any kind of piece of real estate. It's really about space. 
and, and and that's not that complicated of a business. There's some marketing that has to go on. There's some accounting that has to go on. There's some people relationships and those kinds of things. So so we can train people to do what what we do in this business. Uh, but what's most important to us is this is this uh, you know is this feeling of trust and and loyalty because. You know, we invest a lot in the in the people that we bring into our uh, organization, and and we know that they invest a lot in us. This is, you know, it's a job, and 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 from those jobs comes, you know, a lifestyle, and that lifestyle is, you know, to support their family and and everyone around them. And and so, so for us, it's really important that we that we look at each other and 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 have that commitment to each other that says, you know, there's going to be good times, there's going to be bad times, you're going to do things great and you know other days you're going to make mistakes and 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 vice versa you're not always going to love walking in the office working for Sean every day but in the long t- in the long run what's important is that we know that we we have common goals and we're in alignment with where we're going with uh those goals and so we can both achieve uh uh, you know, achieve what what we're uh, shooting for uh, together, and and part of that is you know bottom line and profit. Uh, part of that is uh, you know enjoying what you do every day and and being in an environment where you're challenged and an environment where um, you know new 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 challenge new uh, new opportunities and and problems are presented to you every day and and uh, and we 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 gather around the table and figure out how we're going to solve the the. Uh, the, the problem of the day and and put together plans and actions in, in place to go uh you know to go be successful and and a lot of that comes from being able to trust each other because if i know somebody's got my back then um you know and they know i've got their back then we can do a lot more together than we can on our own well one of the things that I, i've noticed that's unique about your business and your culture uh and not just your business but your culture and the way you've infused it into your business is you guys serve both extremes of the economic spectrum. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have affordable housing and, you know, I don't know how many thousands of units that you manage that are basically, you know, housing for the poor, as well as y- the investors that you serve on your commercial real estate side and, you know, building owner, owners that you serve on the the for-profit uh, ventures. How are you, How are you able to maintain, you know, those two distinct different you know kinds of businesses in a way that you know has such consistency and such you know direction and focus yeah yeah it's a great question I, you know it's interesting i i uh <laughs> kind of coincidental tom and i were just cleaning out some old files in in the office here uh, the other day and 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 we came across the document the definitive document that that uh, created our partnership uh and and tom had actually started the business a couple months before i joined him and it's a long story but he ended up breaking his back and i happened to be in town we were living in chicago at the time i happened to be in town and i i uh i went into the hospital and uh you know just trying to be the good brother to help my brother out i started calling his employees and clients and and uh, uh, by the end of the week, we decided I'd quit my job and come out and 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 take half of the company. Well, the company was grossing twenty four hundred dollars a month at the time, so I got half of a company that was losing money at the beginning. <laughs> with a brother with that. a broken and, back, a pickup and truck, a and a plunger. With a broken back. So yeah, I say that because I think that to some extent is a reflection of 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 that you know that trust and that commitment that we have to each other, and obviously it that time it was built on just a brother relationship but but to a great extent we've kind of tried to infuse that across the organization. today we manage you know over a billion dollars worth of assets and 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 we um, uh... you know we do not just property management but we do brokerage so we're helping people buy and sell real estate investment grade real estate and then we have an investment uh... wing that you mentioned and you know, we're dealing with very, you know, high net worth individuals who want to be in in uh, in investment real estate and and are writing, you know, seven figure checks to uh, to be in in these deals. And so, part of that, our ability to do that, is comes from our background. You know, as I said, we start we we, we were not, you know, we were not silver spoon kids. We came from kind of the tough streets of of little old Everett, Washington, and. And started a business with nothing. So we we lived in these apartments back, you know, in our day. We had our times, and we know that that um, 
there are you know there are quality people and there's value in 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 the folks that are living in these communities and you're right we serve what i would describe as kind of the lowest of the low income population out there many of the properties that we manage have residents who have uh, mental health issues chemical dependency issues we've got uh seniors we've got uh you know homeless transitional housing kind of the the most vulnerable population out there and then we also own and manage properties uh, you know all the way up to the nicest high-rise apartment buildings that you see when you drive through downtown that are full of you know amazon.com employees and, and those types so uh we kind of serve the whole spectrum at the end of the day the uh, as i kind of said in the earlier segment uh, this business is not rocket science it's about space it's about rent collection it's about paying the bills servicing the communities and and uh and and delivering a, a product um so so we have to kind of tailor uh the delivery of that uh, depending on the programs and and the properties but the fundamentals are still the same what what's important is that you uh you know you need to hire folks in the organization who who are experts at what they do so you know, it's very technical when you get into some of the affordable housing properties that we manage and the programs that, that, that are there. And so we've got to have people that have the skills there. Uh, and the same thing kind of on the high-end uh, properties or even when you get into office and, and medical office and some of those other categories we're in. Uh, very challenging, very, you know, technical. You need specific skill sets for those things. But all of that is based on a platform of 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 trust and of you know care and concern and service to the customer and and the customer whether it be you know top of the economic rung or you know or the other end of the spectrum uh they're all deserving the same level of service and and value from us uh you know regardless of of, of where they are on that ladder and and so you know we try to infuse that same message throughout the organization and largely that's because we you know we've we've kind of been in that environment ourselves and we had the good fortune of you know a Notre Dame experience that that exposes you to the you know the big dogs on Wall Street so we can talk their language when we're when we're doing you know big deals on on the investment side um uh but we also have an appreciation for the folks that are you know just starting out in life and and maybe have been thrown a few tough punches and are trying to get back on their feet awesome we're going to go to another break for our second segment here you're listening to biz culture matters on clay 1180 a.m we'll be right back ExcellentCultures.com is always interviewing leaders committed to cultural leadership, excellence, and change. These leaders, like Russell Freeman, Ross Perot's COO, and Bob Hinton, CPA and Moss Adams' managing partner, have world-class ideas. As advocates for creating a strong corporate culture that builds people and serves customers with excellence, they share breakthrough business ideas. Gain insights from Russell, Bob, and others on the Culture News blog at ExcellentCultures.com. Off-the-cuff management is old school at the very least. With culture at the root of every business problem or success, data-driven strategic leadership is where today's best businesses are focused. No one knows that better than Excellent Cultures. After 35 years, they are the Northwest's premier strategic leadership firm. Excellent Cultures has the expertise to read the soul of your business and generate abundance. Take the free BizCulture MRI or ask the experts at excellentcultures.com. Has business taken over your life? Are you living to work or working to live? Stress, broken marriages, neglected relationships, and poor health are symptoms of a life out of balance. The right coaching plan can have transformational impact on the quality of your performance at work, depth of relationships at home, and personal sense of well-being. Ask the experts at Excellent Cultures how coaching can help you maximize your life and optimize your work. Stop struggling to survive. Ask the experts at Excellent Cultures how coaching can help you maximize your life and optimize your work. We're back on Clay, 1180 AM with Biz Culture Matters. Steve, I can feel you itching at the microphone. Yeah, one of the questions I wanted to ask Sean is the culture-based question about what takes place when I've watched his some of his executives, his senior leaders and managers, handle a mistake that gets made. 
And what I've seen is, you know, not a whole bunch of mistakes, but in the occasional error that gets, you know, made by someone that affects the level of service to a customer or the relationship that exists, you know, with a client, uh, the way that just across the board, you know, your people step up to the plate, admit they were wrong, uh, do whatever they can to correct the mistake, fix the relationship, restore whatever was lost, and move on. And it's almost like uh, automatic, you know, when it happens. And, you know, any business that's growing, you know, has people that makes mistakes, make mistakes because we all do. But is there anything, Sean, is, and I know this, this question wasn't in your preparation. We're throwing it to you from out of left field. Is there anything in particular that you do or that you have done to create that kind of transparency and that kind of uh, service ethic, you know, we, you know, our bad, let us fix it kind of a mindset with, with your people. Cause typically when mistakes get made, you know, people defend themselves and they lie and become deceitful and do all kinds of things. I, I've never seen any of that happen in your organization. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of a tough one to put my finger on a, a couple of th- thoughts that, that come to my mind. You know, I think, I, I think largely, um, you know, we understand that, that, you know, people are people and they're going to make mistakes and, 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 you know, every organization is fraught with, with, uh, opportunity for, you know, communication, uh, gaps to happen, technical issues to fall apart. Um, you know, those kinds of things just happen. Uh, and so, um, you know, we don't, we don't focus a lot of our attention on, you know, playing the blame game or, or trying to identify, who was responsible for what? When 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 those things happen in our organization, we look for uh, the system the, the the systematic issues that that have allowed that to happen. Uh, and so, how do we? You know, it, it, to some extent, it's it's the managing by exception. So you've got you've got your process and your procedures and your systems kind of all going down the pipe. And then when something falls out of the pipe, uh, you need to you need to identify what. Uh, what has allowed it to fall out of the pipe and build some new policy procedures, some new management structures, some new communication tools or whatever around around that issue so it doesn't happen again. Uh, all, all of that, I think, is kind of built, uh, you know, behind that on, on a culture where uh, of trust, as I said before. And, 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 and you, can't just, you can't just say that you're going to trust people uh, or that you want somebody to trust you and have it happen. Trust is built on your everyday behavior and how you conduct yourself and how you, uh, and not just in your business life, but in your personal life too. And so, you know, I think people, when they are around our organization long enough and they see the quality of people that are here and they understand that they're, you know, people that have common values that are all looking for, uh, the, you know the same priorities in life. Then I think largely they they they're able to to build that level of trust. And and if I trust somebody and I make a mistake, I know I can go to them and I can say, Hey, look, I messed up on this and I didn't do it right. And um, I learned a lot from it. And here's some ideas on how we can avoid this from happening in the in the future. But you know we need to we need to make this right with the client or with the customer or whoever the issue is. And 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 we'll step up and do that. And then you know move on and. And uh, and learn from it, but don't dwell on it, and don't uh, you know, don't crucify anybody over anything that's um, uh, you know that's not gonna gonna kill the organization. So um, again, I think it's 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 about kind of that everyday um, you know live it, breathe it, walk it, talk it uh, kind of a, a a life that 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 goes beyond just you know the business practices and. You know, Tom and I are very active in our communities. We're active with our families. We're active with our kids. That parts of those parts of our lives are all in in great shape. And 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 I think people recognize that you know we're 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 doing everything we everything we can within uh, all the circles that we run in to you know be people of of, of you know good good character that that uh, that you can trust and and uh, uh, and I think that reflects uh, you know throughout the organization. Sean, we're in a day and time where loyalty and people's jobs and loyalty to companies is, is pretty scarce. I mean, you're, there was a day when people would graduate college, go work for a company and they'd be a lifer there. That company would take care of them. They would take care of that company. 
you guys are great at developing loyalty, you in particular. Uh, what insights do you have for our listeners on doing that, developing loyalty in the team, developing that loyalty in the customer base? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I th- you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll take you down a different path here uh, to begin with and then, and then and relate it back to it. Um, uh, you know, I think, I think since the... Uh, uh, since this last economic, uh, you know, recession and kind of the Wall Street meltdown and all the shenanigans that were going on back there with the investment bankers and the mortgage crisis and, and all those things, I, I think what's happened in this uh, business community uh, uh, lately is that there's been more of a more of a focus and, and the light has been, uh, you know, directed on on ethics um, and and. You know, I, I'll go back to my Notre Dame experience. Today, Notre Dame's business school is rated the number one business school in the country and has been for the last four years. I don't think that's a coincidence. And I think it's because Notre Dame has focused on ethics in business. I took three different courses in my business school experience back there that were about ethics in business. Uh, and nobody else was teaching that stuff 25, 30 years ago. Uh, well, today it's really important in business that you hire people who have ethics, and 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 I think the reason Notre Dame's, you know, doing so well in, in the rankings out there is because companies are flocking to that school uh, to hire their graduates because they have that foundation. So, you know, with a platform of ethics and a platform of of you know loyalty and trust and those kinds of things, I, I think people, uh, you know, they, they grow roots. They they they. Uh, you know, it's like being part of a family, and 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 if they, when they know that they can uh, they can commit themselves and their expertise to you, and that you're going to uh, reward them for that, but also respect them for uh, you know for who they are and and what uh, uh, what unique characteristic and what uh, qualities and experiences and that that they can bring to you uh, is very important. The other thing that, you know, just kind of happens over time is when, when you're an organization, when you're new and you're young and you've only been around a few years, it's tough to build loyalty. And, and I think some of that just comes with time. You know, in the early days when it was just Tom and Sean, uh, you know, they probably looked at us and didn't know if the company was ever even going to make it or not. Well, you know, you evolve to a point where you kind of become a well-established organization and and uh, you know you've got your financial uh, foundation built, and and the company's growing, and 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 that uh, you know that's the responsibility that Tom and I have to take every day, so that these people can feel like they can make a commitment to us. So you know we've been conservative about the things that we've done. We haven't taken a lot of risk, and we you know we've made a few, placed a few bets out there that didn't turn out right. Uh, but we step up and we resolve those issues, and we move on to the next one. And so. Uh, you know, people are looking not only for the kind of the, the you know, the touchy-feely trust and, 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 and ethics and those kinds of things, but at the end of the day, this is a business, and they got to know their paycheck's coming tomorrow. Uh, and so they need to know that we're not, uh, you know, taking big bets and, and, and uh, taking big risks out there that, uh, you know, may end up shutting the whole thing down. We've been fortunate that we've, you know, had made, made good uh, decisions and we've, um, uh, you know, we've done well and have always grown. Um, but I think they also understand that the, that the business is on, on stable uh, financial foundation. And even if we hit a couple rocky roads, uh, we're going to be fine. We've gone through, you know, 25 years, we've gone to, through probably three or four cycles of, uh, in the real estate market. And uh, this last one being probably the most difficult and most challenging. And now we kind of seem to be coming out the backside of it. Uh, and, you know, we got through that one. In fact, we grew more in the last uh, three, four years, particularly on the property management side. We grew more there than we have in any period before that. We also looked for opportunities in that cycle. We, we, we bought some properties at the bottom of the market when we think we're going to be able to capitalize on those when, uh, you know, when the market uh, peaks out again here. So, um, it's about the people and the individuals and the trust and loyalty. It's also about the business model, and, and, and they have to know that there's uh, a solid foundation uh, underneath that and that there's opportunity for them in there. That's good. So, Sean, I want to shift gears a second to this employee engagement context. Um, the Gallup, most recent Gallup poll tells us that as of last October, over 70% of employees in 
uh, U.S. companies are effectively disengaged, you know, show up to work every day just to get a paycheck and then after work go do what they really want to do and have passion for and have fun with. And I've had the opportunity personally to interview, you know, a good 20-ish, you know, of your senior leaders anonymously, you know, your key employees. And, uh, you know, these are folks that are working hard, you know, many of them 60 hours a week and more, uh, loving what they're doing, uh, pressing hard, you know, committed to the customer, committed to the company. How do you foster that kind of engagement in an economic climate and in a uh, societal climate where the norm is for folks to just go get a paycheck and then get out of get out of Dodge as fast as they can? Yeah. Well, if if that's where they're coming from, we're we're not the right organization for them. And I think we do a pretty good job of trying to assess that, uh, you know, through our through our recruiting and our and our hiring efforts. You know what I, what I always say is kind of the leader of the organization is, you know, we want people that wake up in the morning that are excited about what they're doing every day, and they can't wait to get to the office and and you know face the challenges of the day and. And and you can tell pretty quickly with folks if you know if that's the case for them, uh, uh, you know, as soon as they uh, get their feet wet in the organization, and 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 so you know those that are um, uh, you know those that that have that that mindset and and that um, you know see the opportunities that that we can uh, offer to them are the ones that that have succeeded in the organization, and it's the leadership that sets that example all the way through, and so there's. You know, there's there's kind of the the lead by example that I think uh, has an impact uh, on that. The other, the other thing that that I think um, you know we focus on in this business, and and you know stepping back or maybe even looking at at, at the commercial real estate business, uh, you know from from afar, you know the landlord tenant relationship is an adversarial relationship in just about every circumstance. There's always you know negotiations and conflict and and problems uh in that relationship and so um you know we walk into a a business and an industry and a job that's all about conflict and it's all about negotiation and it's all about uh you know one side battling the other and that's not always a fun place to 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 be in and so uh you know we take an opportunity to have fun in the organization and we we you know tom uh my brother is you know he's kind of the jokester of the crowd and he's always the one when you're in a tough meeting and you know things aren't uh things aren't looking bright and you can't quite find your way through it you know he'll crack the joke that just kind of sets the whole tone for the day and and everybody kind of you know the air comes out of the room and everybody can kind of sit back and take a different perspective on it and be able to you know come to some solutions that maybe you hadn't if you were lost in the forest through the trees kind of thing so you know, it's about having fun. It's about uh, it's about uh, building an environment where people see opportunity. Uh, it's about uh, you know, it's about that trust and that uh, commitment to each other. And you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's 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 you know, it's ethics. And and ethics is it's 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 either in you or it or it's not in you. And and when we when we uh, you know look at our our screening and hiring criteria. Um, uh, you know the one thing that I that I uh, the, the drum that I keep pounding with my folks, uh, Lynette, who runs our HR department, is look. I can I can teach anybody this business. It's not rocket science. We can teach them how to be good property managers and how to evaluate real estate and how to uh, how to do leasing and and those kinds of things. But what I can't teach is ethics, and I can't teach loyalty. Right. And those are the two things that are most important to me. So we we really look for that on the front end, um, and and we have to be quick to react because you know one bad apple can spoil the whole cart. Uh, that's happened. We've had some challenges where you know we just haven't had the right fit in the organization. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're good people or bad people. It just means that we're not a good fit for them, and we recognize that we're not a good fit for everybody. Uh, but when it isn't a good fit, we need to be. Uh, you know, out of, out of respect to our organization, the people that are in our organization, and and out of respect to the to the you know individual who may not be the right uh, individual for here, we we need to be decisive. We need to come to a conclusion that works for everybody. Uh, that that um, um, you know that gives them an opportunity to still be successful out there. Uh, but uh, we don't try to force a 
you know, square peg in a round hole and, and keep battling on something that, that, you know, may not work. And that's kind of the leadership that comes from the top to be able to assess that and make those decisions. It's got to be done, too. We're going to go into our last break and then our shortest last segment ever because it's been so good here. Uh, you're listening to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180 AM. Remember Ross Perot, the Texas millionaire who ran for president in the early 90s? Did you realize that he's built multiple companies that sold for billions? Each of his companies held a strong values-based culture. We interviewed his CFO and COO. His insightful comments on the role of culture in business are posted on the Culture News blog at excellentcultures.com. Take a look. You'll gain wonderful insights to building your own excellent cultures on excellentcultures.com. You can also follow us at XLNT Cultures or Facebook slash Excellent Cultures. Off-the-cuff management is old school at the very least. With culture at the root of every business problem or success, data-driven strategic leadership is where today's best businesses are focused. No one knows that better than Excellent Cultures. After 35 years, they are the Northwest's premier strategic leadership firm. Excellent Cultures has the expertise to read the soul of your business and generate abundance. Take the free BizCulture MRI or ask the experts at excellentcultures.com. As an executive, CEO, or business owner, do you find yourself struggling with work-life balance and achieving your goals at work and home? Are you overwhelmed in your workload and feel important things aren't getting done? Our coaches specialize in helping leaders like you overcome challenges and build a plan to recenter their life, to achieve the balance and success you've always hoped for in your business and your personal life. Ask the experts at Excellent Cultures about the right plan for you. So, Sean, uh, put your coaching hat on for a second. And as we kind of wrap up here, uh, what advice can you give to you know business leaders and entrepreneurs and managers about you know building this culture of ethics, values, and employee engagement that is based upon you know what you've learned, you know both the good, the bad, and the ugly. What advice can you give folks? Yeah, um, yeah, I think you really need to care about the individual. You need to care about, uh, and, and that's you know, uh, the question was was you know centered on the uh, you know the employee employer relationship, um, but at the end of the day, it's also you know the individual is the customer, or the individual is the client, or in our case, it's an investor, or it's a resident, or a tenant in one of our buildings. Um, you know, if if you care about the individual and 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 what is important and what allows them to accomplish the goals that they they have in their life, uh, then I think you can build a, a you know a successful business platform around that because uh, that's where loyalty is built. That's where uh, you know that's where uh, client and customer relations uh, will will span years and years and years if 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 they know that you care about them as much as. Uh, you know, you care about yourself, then then you know that kind of a, a, a of a platform can uh, you know allow you to, to to grow and be successful. And so it's you know it's a business, and at the end of the day, you got to watch the the nickels and the dimes and make sure that there's a bottom line there. Um, but uh, it's you know it's it's, it's understanding uh, who 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 you're with and and what's important to them and what their goals are in their life, and then you know building a, a career path or a a customer path that allows them to be successful. Well, what's interesting in listening to you say this, and, you know, we're going to quote you about this, so simple. You've got to care about the individual. Uh, We've all had experiences where we bought things. I bought a car not too long ago, and the the transaction so quickly became, you know, the all about the money and all about the customer satisfaction score, not the level of relationship that produces uh, loyalty and sustainability and repeat business and long-term valuable business that comes as a result of the relationship. And, um, you know, is something is caring about people, 
you know, you've just told us that you don't think you can teach someone ethics at your level, but that Notre Dame does at the college level. <laughs> can you teach somebody the importance of caring about people when they're, you know, at the stage in life where, you know, they apply for a property manager job at Coast Management? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, those are, um, you know, and, and, and it may not come out of a textbook, uh, but I think, uh, you know, I think people who, who live an experience where, um, you know, where they where they see an environment and a culture where where that that, uh, you know, care for the for the individual is lived every day and they see the rewards and the benefits that come out of that um, for all parties. Uh, I think they can easily jump on that bandwagon and 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 see how uh, you know see how they can uh, they can benefit from it. It's it's you know it's it, it, it's it's important that we do it from a uh, from a cultural level uh, and for a societal level. It's also a good practice from a selfish level. It serves the individual well when when you've got other people caring about you. Uh, and so it goes both ways. Um, it's you know it's um, it's important that we um, that we have that care and concern because we all uh, benefit from it. Uh, but it also drives bottom line performance, and it and it drives as you mentioned before. We've got people that are coming in this office and you know uh, going hard uh, 60, 70 hours a week, and and it's because we get the ben- the business gets the benefit of that, and we get more productivity out of it. But it's because they know that uh, we care about them, and we're going to help them accomplish their goals in life. And and so you know it's it's again it's a double bottom line that we achieve out of that. It's not necessarily by design just to drive profit, uh, but it clearly is a benefit that you get out of that. Well, that's so interesting. What what we're going to quote you on is that caring about others first drives positive bottom line and i'm getting the sign from zach that we're out of time so sean we're gonna have to have you back on the show soon to teach us about that i mean yeah we just barely scratched the surface yeah yeah this has been good i I really appreciate the opportunity guys it's been fun to talk about our little company and uh uh, what we've done together, Tom and I are awful proud of it. Um, your your and, little and company it. that mal- manages billions of dollars in properties, right? Yeah. Well, thanks a bunch. He's got the entrepreneur viewpoint of it. He still sees it in the background. That's great. Thank you. We're uh, you're listening to Biz Culture Matters on Clay 1180. It's been another great show. Catch this on excellentcultures.com. Email us at asktheexperts at excellentcultures.com. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. 